Hello and welcome. Pour yourself a bowl of cereal, grab a spot on the couch, and join us in our Saturday morning pajamas. I'm your host, Jax. And I'm AJ. And we're here today to talk about a very happy, uplifting topic. Just so... Yeah, no, this is going to be sad moments. Yeah, this... Well, part of this was inspired by, um, unfortunately, a road trip we had to take earlier this month, uh, Mm -hmm. for which I'm going to re-record. Other part is this morning my friend decided to post... Just sad memes on my Facebook wall, and so we got into a little meme war. Yes. And I pulled out all the stops. We'll get into that a little bit later, but yes, it's... I'd say you both did a pretty decent job of devastating each other. You're supposed to side with me. (laughs) Hey, I'll stay in the middle. (laughs) But yeah, we're going to talk about scenes that make us cry. More specifically from animated features. Mm -hmm. Now, The War of My Friend, we were just doing from, from live action as well. She started with a clip from Futurama of Fry's Dog Seymour. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I pulled out the finisher of Buffy the Vampire Slayer from The Body and of um, The Lion King of Mufasa's death. Not of Simba cuddling him. No, no. I went for the kill. I went for Mufasa falling mm-hmm. towards the wildebeest and Simba looking on. Oh, yes. She then straight up showed me the scene from My Girl where Macaulay Culkin's character is in the coffin and his glasses. Beta. He can't see without his glasses. That bitch. <laughs> so yes, we, we both went for the we went for the low blows. <laughs> but this top this list is actually just going to be of animated features, Disney and non. Yeah, most of them are going to be Disney because I'm sorry, Disney is like king of making you cry. Um so you have any more thoughts about why we chose this topic? Not that I want to share. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we might, if it comes up, it comes up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's kick off the list. Oh, and to be as non-partial, we, we actually came up with this list as we were driving on a road trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because I'm an ultra nerd, uh, nerdy-ish tendencies, I went and pulled up a spreadsheet on my phone. We rated each, we came up the list and we rated each one on a scale one to ten. And then we figured out this average score and blah, blah, blah. So this is supposed to be as impartial as it can for both of us, but this is the list we came up after spending like 20 or 30 minutes driving down the road. So it's in no way a definitive, it's no way a definitive list. (laughs) Impartial. Right. Yeah. Damn emotions. Yep. Okay, so without further ado, number 10. We have Disney's Lilo and Stitch, the scene where Nani sings Mm -hmm. Aloha Oi to uh, Lilo. Yes, that is the Aloha Oi scene. It's actually a really sweet scene. Um, so th- what's happening in the scene is Nani's find out, found out that she's not going to be able to keep Lilo. And they're laying in a hammock by the beach. And uh, Lilo, Lilo and Nani are laying there. And she just sings, him a song, sings her a song. Um which is titled Aloha Oi, which many of people have probably heard a billion times. If they've seen any Hawaiian movie, it's probably in there at some point. Or if you know any history about Hawaii as the last queen princess? Yeah, the, la- the last queen of Hawaii as she was leaving before she gave the island off to America. Um, or was forced to give it off to America. Yeah. She, she had, that was a song she wrote or she really liked or something. So I don't know all the exact details, um... 
but basically it became known as some like a national song for the Hawaiian people. Yes. And it's just very sweet. Yeah. Um, and what I like most about the scene is that Nani doesn't come out and say, Lilo, uh, we can't stay together. Mm-hmm. Just her singing the song lets Lilo know. Yeah. Um, so. so, yeah. Moving on to number nine. Number nine. Toy Story 2. When Jessie sings that song, I believe it's called When She Was Mine. Yeah. Uh, for those who are not reminiscent uh, of this one. It's the song that Jessie sings when she thinks about her girl, Emily. Emily was the girl who was her original owner. I, I, I don't understand how she only had one owner, but whatever. She, her original owner and... It's her singing about all the fun times that they had together. Then she fell under the bed and kind of stayed there for a while. And eventually she was picked up again by Emily. And it's like, oh, we're going to have fun again. No, the little wench dropped her in a box off the side on the side of the road. Yeah, but it's being donated to um, to a, like a toys program. Yeah, but, like toys for... like Not toys for us, but like a charity or something. Yeah, exactly. But it... Okay, a um, little bit of, cl- um, uh, what's the word, um, transparency here? Yeah. This is our second This is our second time recording this episode. Mm-hmm. We originally recorded it on the drive, but the audio quality was so horrible, uh, we had to go ahead and re-record it. And so, um, when we brought this up originally, I went on to a very long rant about how people drop off their pets in the middle of the country... Animals who've never been in the wild before who are just dropped off and left to fend for themselves. They have no skills. It, It's like taking, like, an eight or nine boy who grew up in the suburbs. Um, you know, m- maybe he was in Boy Scouts a little bit. M- you know, most likely not. It was more like a little fun, like, camping in your living room type stuff. And then you drop him in, like, the middle of the Alaskan wilderness and say, Okay, you're free. Go. And you're going, Well, I sure hope that kid's okay. Yeah, it doesn't work like that for pets. And so, as someone who grew up in the country, AJ still has a very firm... I have a very firm stance on how people do that and how it's animal abuse, and I absolutely detest it. It's ridiculous, it's mean, it's horrible. You just leave your pet to die abandoned. Yeah. And the thing is, a lot of people think, oh, well, someone will pick them up. No. Most people will see an animal on the side of the road, and they'll go, stay away from it. Yep, because they don't know if it's sick, if it has rabies, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually even more, um, AJ's stance even gotten more firm on this, and I've gotten a very firm stance as our eldest dog, Emily. Mm-hmm. She was, we got her from a rescue. Mm-hmm. The rescue got her from another foster a uh, couple hours, a couple hours drive away when someone found her on the side of the road like she had been thrown from a car with a broken leg. Mm-hmm. So... We're very happy to have our little girl with us, but very upset that people would do that to someone, to, to do yeah. that to a pet. Like, take it in, surrender it. If you can't care for it, you know, do your best, you know. Yeah. So, let's move on to a happier topic. Let me see what's next on the list. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, number eight. Toy Story 3, The, the Inferno. Inferno. Oh, gosh. Okay, so Context. All the toys think Andy's. The toys think Andy's getting rid of them. Somehow they end up donated to a daycare. In the um, process of being donated to the daycare, hilarious, hilarious, 
Hilarity yes. ensues. Hilarity, there we go. Hilarity ensues, and somehow the toys escape, but wind up at the dump in the big pile of things heading toward the incinerator. And I remember seeing this movie in theaters with my friend. We were supposed to go with her mom, but her mom didn't want to go, so whatever. Um, Bomb's sitting there going, I heard people said they cried during this movie. Oh my God, if, and that was my puppy, if you hear her in the background crying. But oh my God, I was sitting there going, if this is how the movie ends, John Lasseter picks her. Oh, you're only a few hours drive away from me. I'm going to be mad. <laughs> um, but no, things go on. We have the bright, other sad part of the movie, but still the happy, sad part of the movie at that point. But it's just like, how many nightmares are you giving children? <laughs> oh my God, you're so mean. And, but this has to have a funny part because the most evilest or like my favorite kids ever, they were like, they're like in their 20s or 30s, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Their mom had never seen Toy Story 3. So they decided to show it to her at home. But they cut the movie so that it ended right at the Inferno scene. And then they cut straight to the credits. And the mom's like, what, what, what was that? She was so pissed. And she kept asking people what they thought about the movie. And they're like, oh, I really liked it. And she didn't understand until the next day they told her the truth and showed her the rest of the movie. Yep. Wonder why mom's pissed at them. <laughs> no, no reason. I mean, this couldn't be why mom doesn't love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is why mom doesn't fucking love you. Right. Um, for those that don't know, that is, uh, there's a little, I don't know if it was a YouTuber originally a Vine or something, but it, some it, little it, shit it, shot like a cap gun or a airsoft gun or something in the house, and was, his brother was sleeping on the couch. And the kid, it was an actual revolver. He, he shot a revolver in the damn house. Yeah, shot shit in the air, woke his brother up from the couch, and he fell off the couch because of the noise and screamed, "This is why mom doesn't fucking love you." <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I tend to think that that kid might be talking the truth. Yeah. All right. Any thoughts you have? Uh, thoughts on Toy Story three? Um, not on Toy Story three. I mean, we covered pretty much covered it. That that, that scene is just absolutely kind of devastating, considering what it represents. The not giving up, but the absolute certainty certainty that you're going to die. Yeah. It's. Uh, Anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So before we move on into number seven, we're going to take a quick little break. Hear a few words from a few fellow podcasters, and then we'll be right back. Okay. I'm. We're going to have to. Hey, kids. I'm the Reverend Johnny Blumpkin, and I host a show that's about jokes and stories and games. There's pirates. Go fuck yourself. There's swearing. There's stories about poop. It's like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood on crack. And I do it absolutely free out of the kindness of my heart because I simply just want to make the world a better place one chuckle at a time. Blumpkin and friends. Join us on YouTube or on Twitter at Blumpkin Show. Hi, I'm Cecilia. And I'm Randolph. And we host a weekly podcast called Happily Never Equal. We, you host... I just call people out on their nonsense. (laughs) Okay, but we both try to help, right? Yeah, sure. So each week we take questions submitted to Reddit about relationships, family, and marriage. We also answer questions sent to us by listeners. Right, so how can folks find us, dear? If you listen to podcasts on your phone or tablet, you can find us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio as Happily Never Equal. And if you're an old fart like me and you use your computer, you can find us on happilyneveréqual.podbean.com. Or on the YouTubes. Is that it? That's it. 
Okay, husband, you have a good week. And wife, you behave. And we're back. Okay, here we go with number seven. This one gets me a lot just because it's not as physical as some of the others. It's more uh, mental. This is more of a scene for anyone who's had those moments when they're teenagers where they forget everything about their family and then realize how much they messed up. Or also as well, those that ever suffered through depression or anything of that nature or just just basically had a panic attack even. Uh, We're talking about Inside Out, because of course mental, so Inside Out. Um, But this is the scene where Riley breaks down to her parents. It's when she gets off the bus, um, she comes home, and she tells them, no, I'm not happy here. I'm really upset. I don't know what's going on. And she opens up to them, and she's able to... I don't want to say get help, because it's not... Like, she has an... It's not like there's an addiction, well, but, no, no, the, but she does get help. help. It She talks it through. She, It does help her. Yeah. So that's one that I just find really powerful and something I'm really glad Disney did. They mm-hmm. they didn't rely on the old kill your parents. They they went for something <laughs> a lot more... A lot more... No, substantial. they just ruined pizza. Oh, no, there really was a place. There oh, really I is a place that. that does that. Oh, I know. This is why when we go to the Bay Area, we have to, like, wait the menu, go on Yelp, look for the menu first. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are close enough to go up to the Bay Area. <laughs> yeah. Not often, because it's expensive as hell, but still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah, no, this is definitely one of those scenes where it's it's really one of those emotional moments if you've experienced something similar to it. Yeah. Where it just feels like your whole world had crumbled down, but then you find some pillar that'll keep you keep you solid. Like Boy Band Island? No. No Boy <laughs> Band Island. But yeah, it's this is a really fantastic scene. I've I no doubt have cried during it. I but then again, I cry at everything. This is true. It takes a bit. I, I'll, I'll tear. I'll mist up a little sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you catch me in the right mood in certain things. It's like full on ugly cry. <laughs> <laughs> what we're getting to that one. That one. That one's coming up later. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number six. Number six. And this was one of the. No, this was the ammunition I used. The Lamb Before Time. When Littlefoot, not when his mother passes, no, no, no. We're, we're, we're not going for the easy one. We're going for when he sees a shadow. It's actually his shadow, but he thinks it's his mother. And his, for those who have not seen the original movie, which there is only one of, it is where he, Littlefoot's a dinosaur. They're long necks, so brontosaurus or brachiosaurus. Um, I think that's the name now. One of the two is not is non-existent, but then re-exists again, so I don't know. I grew up when Pluto was a planet. Things were different. That's what I'm going by. <laughs> there were no feathers on dinosaurs when we were growing up. No. At least not that it was taught. Yeah, exactly. So his mother, there's like land's drying up. There's nowhere to go. So his mother's, he's going with his mother and his grandparents to what's called the Great Valley. It's this mythical place. You know, like like immigrants would go to America because the streets were paved with gold and all that stuff. And there's no cats in America. So we're going there. Sure. This this. This wasn't an allegory for heaven. Totally not. Um, so they're going to... Hey, if you look at it that way, it's really even sadder. But yep. <laughs> but they're going My there. My mommy went to hell. <laughs> oh, she's went in the lava. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're on their way to this great valley that apparently everyone knows exists and knows where it's at. Mm-hmm. Okay. But no one's come back from there. 
Yeah, totally not heaven. Um, but so they're going there, and Sharptooth, ooh ha ha, comes along and kills his mother when she's trying to protect Littlefoot. Littlefoot then makes his way toward the Great Valley because he's also lost where his grandparents are, so he's trying to get there. Mm-hmm. And at some point, he's all alone. He at some point he's made some friends, but I don't remember if it's before or after. But he's he sees her and he's like, "Oh my gosh, mom, mother, yay!" And then he and it's like you get that sun ray of hope. You know, as a kid, like, "Oh, yeah, he sees his mom, yay!" Then you remember, wait, he, he can't see his mom. No. Mean movie, bad Don Bluth. Was Don Bluth, right? Don Bluth, yes. Yeah. The other ruiner of childhoods. <laughs> uh, what do you want to add? Um, no, there's nothing really to add. I mean, there's a lot of sad sad parts in this movie that can be chosen as well as this one. There's also sad things about this movie that can be chosen. And Shall we crush everybody's hearts? Uh, should we? Yeah. So... Yeah. One of the friends Littlefoot makes is Ducky. Uh, I don't know what type of dinosaur this was. It was just the little one that would go, yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. All happy and bubbly all the time. Yep. Well, the voice actress was actually a little girl. So, you know, they actually use appropriate ages for the act- actors and actresses in the movie. Mm-hmm. At least for this one. Except her dad got jealous of her fame. And killed her. And her tombstone says, yep, yep, yep on it. Yep. And we're not talking killed her later. He killed her when she was still a little girl. And Yeah. I'm like, you, sir. I almost want to say she better be better on the side of the road. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. just. But, yes. Yeah, so, <sighs> so our childhoods have been marred by those things as well. Yeah. All right. Now to go into the happiest one. Oh. Yeah, the, the happiest of the sad moments that make you. All right, so number five. I had to preface this by saying while we were discussing the list, AJ didn't recall this one. Mm-hmm. So I pulled out YouTube on my phone, hooked up the auxiliary jack, and played the song. And proceeded to blubber like a baby in the car down the highway. <laughs> yes, she did. Uh, this is from the Chipmunk Adventure. Um, the This is the movie, not the CGI versions. This is the cartoon one from 1987. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the chipmunks and the chipettes are on a balloon race around the world because reasons. And somehow they're also smuggling diamonds that they didn't know about <laughs> for reasons. Um, because of 80s. Yeah. And there was an incestuous um, couple and, you know, moving them along because... 80s. Because George R.R. R. Martin needed, you know, some... Uh, what's the word? Uh, um, inspiration. There we go. Inspiration. <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. Um, so, at some point, the Chipettes are in, like, um, the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, somewhere. Um, and the Sultan, who's, like, an eight-year-old boy or something, he had picked up the girls and wanted to make Brittany his wife. And she was kind of like, mm, no. So, they We're escaped. Children. But as a gift, he gave her a baby penguin. When they escape... Eleanor takes baby penguin because he used to be saving. He's all sad, and so as they're leaving, mm-hmm. he's all sad. And she's and they're Brittany and um, it's Brittany, Eleanor, and what's the third one? Um, Alvinina. No, it's Simonina. Oh. Right. Um. 
but yeah, I don't remember her name, like probably three more down the list. Um, but anyways, they're like, what's wrong? And she's like, well, the little thing needs his mother. And she starts singing the song and it's cut with little clips of the baby penguin with his parents, baby parents, penguin parents at home. And so they somehow managed to take the balloon all the way down to the South Pole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Antarctica. Antarctica. Yeah. And deliver the baby back to his parents and yeah. But just singing the song about my mother. Totally tweeted, possible. Uh, for those who do not know, my mother passed away earlier this year. So this especially is hitting me hard. Yeah. So, that's part of the reason it blew up. But I always thought the song was sweet anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's, it's a very nice song, and you should check it out. Um, let's go on to one that will make AJ cry. <laughs> no, this won't make me cry so much now, but I, I recognize it as a really sad point where a lot of people will cry. Mm-hmm. Um, this is number four. four. Um, and it is the scene from Wally towards the end of the movie after Wally gets the amnesia, is wiped. And doesn't remember uh, Eva or anything. Mm-hmm. Now, for a lot of people, I think this probably hits hard if you have family members with either dementia or Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And you've experienced that that whole thing where they don't remember you. They There's no pay, place. It's the children's equivalent of the end of the movie The Notebook, where the old couple, the guy finishes reading the... Yeah, and the guy finishes reading the story to uh, the woman. <laughs> oh, I think her dog farted. Yes. <laughs> She's in the room. Sorry. <laughs> um, so the guy finishes reading the story to the to the woman, and suddenly she lights up. She remembers she was the girl in the story. By the way, spoiler for the notebook. She was the girl in the story, and he was the guy, and they were in love, and it's so great. And then, like, not even three minutes later... She's forgotten who he is and is calling for the orderlies to help because there's a strange man in her room. Mm-hmm. That's what this is equivalent to. Yep. Fuck you, Disney. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that's it's a really hidden hard one. And as more of the population ages and I a think... A lot more of our fam- family members, parents, grandparents start going through these changes. It's... It's going to get a lot more people. Yeah. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect a lot of us in many ways. Disney's really getting deep with the mental illnesses, aren't they? Yeah, I wouldn't say this. I mean, this can be read into as a mental illness. This is not like but an with outright the amnesia, or yeah. not the amnesia, the um, dimension stuff. Yeah, because you know, who's to say it won't happen again? Now, here is one where I will absolutely cry every single time. Yeah. So we're talking about number three, Lion King. When Mufasa is killed. <sighs> yeah, the... Do I have to spell it out for you? His brother Scar's a dick, throws him in front of, throws him off a cliff into a herd of wildebeest, and he gets trampled to death mm-hmm. in front of his young son. And then the uncle tells the son it's his fault. Because why not just make it hurt that much worse? Um, before he tells the young son that it's his fault, the young son has to go up to his father and trying to get him to leave and doesn't understand what death is and dad wake up and i say it like that because at the beginning of the movie simba tries to wake his dad up that same way yeah except it doesn't work this time no <sighs> it's just and of course the lion king is back on blu-ray now because they just released it from the vault mm-hmm. even though it was just out of the vault a few years ago because somehow we have it on blu-ray already yep so yeah um, though I did see a really cool edition that they're doing now, I guess, where they released it along with, like, a storybook. 
Yeah. And the reason I say they're doing that now is because for some reason the copy of Sleeping Beauty that I have unopened um, has, has a storybook. Book, yeah. So, yeah, that's um, that's number three, Lion King. Yeah, let's move on before <laughs> we have tears. And let's go up to number two. Now, number two is the one that everyone would expect to either be at least on the list, if not at number one. Yeah. Uh, this one is up, and this is when we see Carl and Ellie's story. Yes. So it's that montage where it shows them getting married and then applying for a vacation, but then never being able to go because life happens and their eventual past, and then find out she can't have kids. And then that's gonna... before they start saving up for the vacation. Oh, that's when they became... first they save up for the baby, then they save up for the vacation. Yes. And then so it's just their lives together, and it's just really sweet. Uh, I think why, I don't want to say it's going to make you outright ball like all the others, but it's a lot more universal. It'll it, definitely make you sit there and go, I'm depressed now. I thought we were seeing a happy film. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's just super sweet, and the only thing that makes me, it's one of those ones where I just, while the other ones are more, or there's others that are more likely to make me actually cry, mm-hmm. this one has a more... This one has a chance of making me miss up a lot more accurately. A lot more yeah. often. This will kick you in the gut pretty hard. Yeah. All right. Now, before we get to number one, we have a few honorable mentions that we had discussed. These are other ones that were on our list that didn't didn't quite make it into that top ten. Yeah. We have How to Train Your Dragon 2 When Hiccup's pa- Father Passes. Yeah. I, for me, it's not so much when his father passes. It's more when he... Um, he starts yelling at uh, Toothless because... Blame was Toothless. Yeah, because Toothless didn't know what he was doing. He was under the control of the Alpha. And yeah, it is... Uh, it, it's more about that emotion from... You just get that emotion. You, you feel for Toothless. Yeah. Num- uh, and next one would be... Scene from Iron Giant... Giant? <laughs> scene from Iron Giant towards the very end. Where he takes on the role of Superman. And tries to save, and tries to save, you know, the Earth by destroying the was it asteroid? Um, was it an asteroid or a missile? I think it was an asteroid. I can't really remember. It could be a missile. Crap! We have to rewatch it. Oh no! Darn. Um. Anyway, <laughs> that one gets AJ a lot. Mm-hmm. What gets me a lot is from the Princess and the Frog when Ray the Firefly passes. Mm-hmm. Just because, and he passes in a, like. The most fly way, fire, you know, it's the most like bug way possible. He gets stepped on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not like this whole climatic, like, oh my God, drawn thing, but just a quick little step. But then as he's lazy, there's dying, he's talking. Um, earlier in the movie, he talked about how his girlfriend, Evangeline, was up in the sky watching him, and she was like, she's a North Star, and they're, they didn't have the heart to quite tell him that that's just a star, not another firefly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just that thing of like trying to comfort him. But then when he passes, there's now two stars up there. Mm-hmm. So it's just a very sweet scene. And next one is not a really high one on the list, but it's um, I could see it affecting some people. It's um, end of Big Hero Six when Baymax sacrifices himself. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's because the friendship was there. I think they're kind friendship of a is bit- there, and it's the la- and it's the last remnants of his brother. Yeah. And if, having to give that up. If there was a little bit, if there had been a little bit more connection somehow in the plot, I don't know how, but somehow in the plot between his brother and Baymax, just to drive it home that this was um, Hiro- Hiroshi? Hiroshi, yeah, I think so. If there was a little bit more there, it would have hit a little bit harder, I think. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but now you can watch it as part of the TV series. So, yeah, good. Yeah. Um, and next on the list would be um, one that gets me because someone here has not seen the movie. Yeah. Um, this falls under the same aspect of the whole um, leaving pets. Um, uh, the end of Fox, uh, not end, about beginning to middle of the movie Fox and the Hound where she has to leave Fox and the woods. Yeah. There was actually a list I saw um, from Miss Mojo where they did like an ugly crime moments. Mm. We had recorded originally first, for the record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I saw this video today, but I actually got to see the scene where she leaves the fox. I'm like, God damn it, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the rest of the movie. And of course, what honorable mention about Disney is complete without Bambi. Bambi's mom, she's dead disney any animated that's what we decided because this is not all disney of course right but uh, the bulk of it is yeah but yeah just but yeah bambi is that quintessential sad moment that everyone looks at which for us didn't really work because everyone already knew that it happened so it didn't have that impact on us it was a it was a part of pop culture knowledge by and parody so much like that animaniacs gag i just did Mm -hmm. um i remember though I, i i couldn't remember watching it this was like five Oh, like five, no, like six or seven years ago. I never actually remembered watching Bambi. I just knew of it, so I decided to watch it on TV. And during watching the movie, I'm playing games on Facebook, and there's like a trivia one, and it's like a cooking game or some crap. And I get the question, "What kind of meat is venison?" <laughs> nice. Those don't know that's deer. <laughs> I'm like, yep. God damn it! <laughs> Perfect timing. Alright. But so, yeah. So number one is my computer going to sleep because Number one is the one that made Jackie cry and it's made me cry. It's the scene from Dumbo where the song is sung, Baby Mine. For context, because Dumbo came out like what, eighty years ago or some sixty not eighty, but it's been it was in the fifties. Yeah, like forties or fifties, I th- th- believe. Um so basically Dumbo is an elephant. Wants big ears. Mm-hmm. And so his mom's his mom really wanted a baby, and one day the storks came by and dropped off babies to all the animals on the in the um oh in the train because there's a train going to the on the circus train, and storks dropped off all these babies, and then she keeps watching as everyone else gets a baby and nothing's being dropped for her, and then finally the last one she gets a little baby little little baby, her name is Jumbo she names him Jumbo Junior. Jumbo Jr.'s ears are not Junior. They are gigantic, so everyone names him Dumbo. Somehow the animals came up with the name, and then the humans took it knew it as well. So, okay. Um, but some kids start picking on Dumbo, and so she goes to protect him. And she gets locked in the punishment tra- trolley mm-hmm. behind bars. So Dumbo's all on his own, and he makes friends with a mouse because he wasn't taught to hate or be afraid. And he goes, and the mouse takes him to meet his mom and... She's chained up inside this uh, cage, this, uh, not cage, in this little tra- uh, trailer, basically. Mm-hmm. And so there's, like, little bars on the, there's a window of bars on it, so she can only see through one eye. She can only stretch as far enough to see one eye and reach her trunk out. So she rocks, and so Dumbo climbs on her trunk, and she rocks him as the song's playing. And she's very sweet, and then eventually the mouse says, nope, it's, we, we have to go, you know. Mm-hmm. Um they don't want to go into why, but my guess is probably before they get in trouble or the guards come or something. Well, because she's up for to they, be put down. There's signs saying "Mad Elephant" and all that, mm-hmm. which you you tried to hurt her pit your 
pig. Her kid. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just such a sad one that he has to leave. And yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you ever want something fun, though, to make this uplifting, go on YouTube. There's a video all about the history of Dumbo uh, in character costumes. Oh, my God. Was he creepy back in the day at Disneyland? Um, we saw that there day, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. The the one that came out in the late 80s for Disneyland was freaky looking. I'll try and link it on the blog post. But, yeah, because it's a new channel we found. and we don't, I haven't been to Disney since 2001. AJ hasn't been since even longer than that. 95. Yeah. So, this is the closest we get to Disney. Vicariously through people making videos about Disney. <laughs> yes. Because that's expensive. Um, yep. But, yeah, we'll link it. But it's like, there's this one picture he kept showing the video of Dumbo posing next to these two clowns that are, like, up there on Pennywise level of we're going to creep out your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, just about the teeth. So, great. Uh, but, yeah, I felt I needed to lighten things up a bit. Okay. Well, that is it for today. Um, I want to thank all of our wonderful listeners on TuneIn, Stitcher, Podbean Player, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spreaker, and everywhere else podcast our streams. You are what makes creating this podcast worthwhile, and we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Um, and when you get tired of listening to us in our past episodes, and you've run out, run out of wonderful other... I can talk, I swear. You've run out of other wonderful podcasters to listen to, why not check out an audiobook on Audible? us here at Saturday Morning Pajamas uh, are, we've teamed up with Audible so our listeners can get a free 30 day trial it includes a free book of your choice along with discounts on additional books you can just go to audibletrial.com smp or there'll be a direct link on the blog post at www.nonoms.net um, when the 30 day trial is done if you continue it starts as low as 15 bucks a month and you get a free book every month so basically you're paying 15 bucks a month for that book, which some go 20 or 30 bucks, I looked. Mm-hmm. So that's still a good deal. And then you also get discounts on others. If you decide to cancel anytime, you keep all the books you've purchased, all your free books, including the initial one. If you keep it going, well, you're still good. Um, and I actually like listening to audiobooks when I go to the gym. Something I actually just signed up to try again uh, last night. So wish me luck that I keep this up because... I at least was smart enough this time to pick a gym where I can cancel at any time. <laughs> Cause, uh, and it's only 10 bucks a month. Forget that 50 bucks stuff. I can't afford that. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah. So check that out. And then please remember, if you like this podcast even a little bit, why not consider becoming a Patreon? Uh, more information is available in the tip jar link on our website at www.nonoms.net. So nonoms.net. Um, more information and will help us, you know, get out to see movies, upgrade equipment, so forth. We love you forever. Please, we'll be your best friend. Um, and if you have any comments, suggestions, constructive criticism, any of that stuff, just leave it in a comment on the blog post. You can also reach us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, the links are on the website as well. Um, and, you know, maybe you like something we said. Maybe you have an idea for a movie you want us to suffer through. Let us know. Um, you have anything else to say? Nope, nothing else to say at the moment. Well, then, this is Jax. This is AJ. Saying be excellent to each other.